Hola, Conchitas. Welcome back to the So Conchitas Podcast. Grab your café, tea, or chocolate de abuelita. And don't forget your conchas because we have our final episode of season two for you guys this week. I'm your host, Stephanie Cortez. And I'm your other host, Evelyn Salazar. And this is episode 15 of season two, a.k.a. the finale of season two. This week, we have a very special guest, Isha Hicks, owner of Isha Aesthetics and Blossom Day Spa. Isha is a proud Black woman killing it in the women's health clinic game here in the state of Utah. Her business and brand has grown exponentially. Isha's job is essentially to help people fall in love with themselves, their bodies, everything that makes them who they are. So who better than her to help us wrap up season two? We hope you enjoy and learn something in this episode. On this final episode of season two, we have Isha Hicks, who is a proud Black woman who is killing it in the women's health community in the country. She's the owner of Isha Aesthetics, a women's health clinic that focuses on all sorts of care, such as sculpt dyes, post-op care, face masks, massages, and she just opened a day spa called Blossom. Isha is a good friend of mine who I honestly consider family. She was a huge part of my self-love journey, and she's been a huge part of others as well. And I'm excited to have her as our final guest of season two. Oh, I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me, like seeing how much that this awesome podcast has grown in the, the time that we've known each other. It's been so cool. And it's nice to have a front row seat on this. I'm super excited. Yeah, it's kind of like a little full circle moment for you and me. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Because I remember it was like, I had this idea. And then the idea became a reality. And the reality became like, ooh. So. I couldn't be prouder. <laughs> oh, well, how are you doing today, Isha? I'm doing really good. I have just finished my day. We had a couple of people in from plastic surgery. And so it's always, it's always fun to see how just how strong and how bad a the woman's body is. Because we put ourselves through a lot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't know everything a girl goes through. I only know like <laughs> periods and, and that stuff. Um, that's, that, I mean, that's enough. I, I mean, that's, that's fundamental. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. I feel like dealing with cramps is enough, you know? So we have a fun question for you. What has been your favorite thing so far about the summer weather? I will say the summer rainstorms. That's that's about it. Cause this three digit temperature situation, breaking records. I'm I'm about life. So okay with like the sudden, oh, it was 90 degrees yesterday, but now it's raining. I'm I love that. <laughs> Anything else? No. <laughs> <I'm> good. <laughs> I I agree. I'm I I personally hate the heat. Um I fall's my favorite season because the weather's perfect. So this rain it, is it'll. definitely perfect I Agreed. Agreed. love fall weather oh everybody loves fall, love fall you know who... <laughs> <laughs> not as well talking at the same time <laughs> I was gonna say you know who loves this rainy weather my dog Coda like he was in love Aww. this morning oh so best pretty. time of his life he's I was so drinking pretty. my coffee and he's just like he's just with the rain and like in the background, <laughs> I just started playing Purple Rain by Prince. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, gosh. <laughs> I, I, I was having a good, good morning. Rest <laughs> in peace. <laughs> it's a mood weather for me because when it's rainy and it's been warm and whatnot, it's just kind of like, it's kind of like you get to relax, 
it's like, oh, it's raining outside. You don't have to run around. When it's hot outside, you got to do errands. You, your body's just a little, little done with everything. But it's raining outside. You're like, you know what? I'm just going to curl up, read a book, maybe watch some TV. It's like, it's your off button. Whenever. Yeah, it it's like a cleanse, literally. Yeah, absolutely. For context, guys, this was recorded on June 21st of 2021. If you live in Utah, Salt Lake County, you know exactly what we're talking about because this episode is going to be released a couple days, a couple weeks later. Yes. Yes. They're going to be like, what but just rain? So you know, on this day, on this day, it was rainy and it's cuddling day and it's watching movies, maybe eating some, I don't know, ramen is the right word, but like sushi, you know, sushi sounds good right now. I don't know. I think, I think you were right with ramen though, because that's a soup and who doesn't like mm-hmm. warm, warm, warm weather foods like soup. But it's, it's still hot outside. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess it is 88 degrees. Isn't that hot? Well, now that that's been said, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, Isha. I know who you is. I know who you are. <laughs> but the rest of the Conchitas do not. Uh, not even Evelyn. Well, so, yeah, tell me about yourself. Oh, my gosh. This is always so hard. <laughs> Hi, my name is Isha. I, <laughs> I <laughs> she's still no. though, like at a, uh, like what is it? An- a- a- anonymous. Hi, yeah. I was expecting you to be like, "Hi, Isha. Come on, pick up the cues, guys." <laughs> I muted myself, but I said it <laughs> mentally. <laughs> Gosh, where do I begin? I well, I, I grew up here in Utah. Uh, I've been here since I was four years old, and then I traveled a lot throughout college and decided after, you know, kind of setting, settling down here and having my second child that I wanted to go into beauty wellness. I have about 12 years in the medical field as a CMA, which is a certified medical assistant. I worked with people, everything from hormones to post-op recovery to Instacare and throughout the entire experience, I just saw how people, especially people in marginalized groups, would always be presented differently when it came to healthcare and health wellness. So when I decided to go into the beauty side of things, which was aesthetics, and fun fact, the state of Utah is one of the only places, I think out of four places that offers a master's degree in it, because it is a vocation, vocational licensure, but you can get you can get pretty aggressive. I got my master's and decided to open up a post-op recovery spa um, during COVID. I'm crazy. I mean, why not? <laughs> but yeah, that's just is who I am now. And as as you said, I, I have a a day spa. I do a lot with body contouring and plastic surgery in my med spa, which is the Isha Aesthetics name and brand but then in my day spa blossom that's I really wanted to be the me time spa whatever it is for you wherever you are in your life's journey I want people especially women because that's that's my activism that's my championship is women women of color for sure black women that's my heart that's what I am and blossom is you come in and you feel like you're just in this very garden that either can help you feel relaxed, rejuvenated, or have, you know, a snatched waist or a big booty, whatever you want is yours. So <laughs> that's, that's about it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I've won awards, international awards, beat out plastic surgeons on my techniques. So uh, I'm an only child. So that's why I'm horrendously awkward. And <laughs> I, I like video games. <laughs> so, 
I should probably give you guys a little bit of context. So I know Isha. Actually, hasn't even been a year that I've not a year been that I have this beautiful relationship with Isha. I met Isha last year in September 2020. And she was recommended to me by shout out to our Twitter manager, Anna Jenny Fernandez. And is the one who put me onto Isha. And at the time, Isha was offering a like a bundle on some of her services. And I had chose to do sculpt dice and butt talks, like butt talk, butt lifts, vacuum lifts, whatever. Mind you, I've never done anything like that. I didn't even know <laughs> what was going to happen. I didn't know what to expect. It sounded very white. So I was like, <laughs> so I, was like I don't know, AJ. I don't know. It, am I going to be okay? Is this white girl going to know what the hell to do with my skin tone and all that? And she's like, girl, she ain't white. She's black. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's, it's run by a person of color? What? So that's what like made me trust um, Isha. And also because I, tr- I trust Anna Jenny's word. Like if Anna Jenny like has a good recommendation, if she puts, if she puts in a good word for you, then I will, it's like, like her word is law. So I'm like, all right, I'll trust you. But then I went in, I met Isha and it really started as a client uh, caretaker relationship, but it, it's a group because I had how many sessions did I have with you? Like 10, 12? I think it was, I think it was 10. I think it was 10 because it was September. I do this fun little thing where you get a bunch of services for as like a, a less fee. And you were with me for a minute, like a good month and a half. Yeah. I think. But our relationship kind of grew from, from there. Cause Isha was, you know, again, she's checking out my butt guys. So <laughs> as personal as you can get. This I makes mean, more sense and- now that you say she's seen it all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's really seen it all. <laughs> and she knows all. Um, I ended up opening up to Isha about what was going on in my life at the time and what was what was going on with me. I am kind of giving you guys a little bit what she her job does and she's gonna give you guys a little bit more context, but I don't know. I me and Isha have talked about this, but I, I really do think sometimes God works in mysterious ways. I I'm a, I believe in God, for those of you who don't know. Um, and for y- those of you who don't believe, that's all right. You do you. But in my case, like, I've had too many instances where I, I can't, like, not believe in God. And so I just think God works in mysterious ways. And Isha was meant to be in my life. And she was meant to be there during my healing process. While she was helping me with my like sculpt icing and all that, there was a lot of internal healing that I needed. And, sh- and she was helping me out with that. Little did I know. And I think she knew what she was doing, but I, I just don't think we knew how our relationship was going to grow. And I'm so, so grateful to have her in my life. And that's why I think like she's the best person to have here for this final episode about self-love, self-care, mental health, because she really got me through it. She was like, she was there. She was like one of my number one supporters. You didn't tell me again I, for this. <laughs> it hadn't even been a year that I've known her. And the the love I was getting from her, oh my God. I don't want to cry. But Aww. that's so sweet. I'm very, I'm very, very, very appreciative um, for having you in my life and uh, you've you've taken you've helped me in, in more ways than I can ever repay you for and 
I won't ever have enough words to tell you thank you. But oh. I love you. I really in do. My feel. You got me in my feels. Stop it. I took like nobody told me I needed tissues for this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I love you. And it's honestly, like I said, it's been a pleasure to just have kind of like a, a front row seat. Like we did. We evolved outside of the treatment room. And I think that at the end of the day, when it does truly come to that like self-love and wellness, it's so hard when you have so much going on outside of you and have to deal with nuances that go on in your head. Because I mean, let's just be real. There's a lot going on for women, especially women of color. And last year alone was like, it was an explosion of a lot of things that came to a head for Latina women, especially. And it was a hard time to be okay being okay taking that time for yourself and when you look at just how relevant that is to your overall well-being and and your peace let's just talk about peace I mean it's lovely it's what helps you heal spiritually physically mentally and we don't always get that because there's so much that we have to do work families. Let's say that you're somebody who wants to date. Let's say that you're somebody that's just really discovering who you are at the at the end of the day. Because I think especially if you grow up in Utah, you have this kind of preconceived notion that by the time you're 18, you should be XYZ. By the time you're 21, you should be married. By the time you're 30, you should buy your first house and have your kids and blah, blah, blah. And I'm sorry. Thanks, economy. You can't, you can't do that. So we get in this trick bag of who am I? What is my purpose? Where am I going now? And having that opportunity to just stop and do it. I love that. And I loved seeing the fact that you remembered that for as important as your goals were, you had to push the brakes on some things. I think that was beautiful because that's exactly what wellness is, is being okay telling somebody, no, I can't do this today. It's being okay telling yourself, yes, I deserve this. And then not, you know, letting imposter syndrome come into your head like, oh, girl, you done did that. You done overspent. Be like, you know, have a seat. I'm going to enjoy mm-hmm. this ice cream. Like you told me the other day, it's like, I knew a girl was, were like, you were broke, but you still wanted a cake pop because you deserved that cake pop. Oh, <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah, Evelyn knows this. We're not going to tell the Conchitas about it, but just not like your girl was having a rough day and, <laughs> and then she pictured her, herself up the next day. She was in her feelings that day. You know, it's okay. I was in my feelings. And then the next day I was like, who's a bad bitch? Who's a bad bitch? I'm a bad bitch. And I bought myself a cake pop, a Starbucks <laughs> cake pop because I deserved it. <laughs> and that was the moral of that story. Eat the cake pop you deserve. <laughs> because obviously something's going on with my end of audio (laughs) yeah shout out to starbucks starbucks if you're listening to this podcast please sponsor us sponsor me my ig is as cortez 0125 thank you (laughs) (laughs) is there anything else you want to kind of dive into of what exactly your job entails basically at the end of the day, East Aesthetics and Wellness is truly a place where I 
want women to feel empowered to take that time for themselves to truly rejuvenate in an environment that feels like was actually made for them, not another place where they have to suddenly pretend to fit in or tweak themselves to fit in. Like women's health and wellness truly is my activism. Drop the mic. Mic drop. <laughs> mic drop. I did the I did the gesture. You just can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say period, but Evelyn hates when I say that. So I'm I'm not gonna <laughs> I think no. they all know by this point that I hate when you say it. <laughs> so I try really I mean, hard not to. It, it, it is highly overplayed. I, I, that's that's I all. Yeah, it's not you, Steph. It's just that it's been, I've heard it <laughs> so but many I, times. Yesterday, Evelyn pointed out, I didn't even notice I had stopped doing it as much until she pointed it out. And I was like, wow. The love and respect <laughs> I got for my co-host. Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell us, Isha, I mean, I've kind of talked about it, but would you mind telling us how your job helps someone to love themselves again? I think that the biggest place that my job can be like the teammate for someone who's learning to love themselves again is giving them a safe space to do it and the time to like to stop and do it because it's hard to pay attention when you when you can't take the time to stop and pay attention. My whole thought is, was created with the fact that, yes, you might be coming in and getting some very interesting and very unique treatments, but they're meant to be relaxing. They're meant to be therapeutic and they're meant to make you feel safe because you're vulnerable. I mean, like some of y'all are half naked on the table and some of them show up and get fully naked on the table for some of these treatments. But that is a very vulnerable space for somebody so I wanted to make sure that my location gave them that that extra kind of like oh you can do it girl you can handle this you're worthy and so my music it's not your pan flute like you maybe you think about when it comes to spas it's very kind of sign of low low beat tempo the color scheme is cooler the lights are warmer the sheets are crisp and fresh the Ooh, that sounds treatment. nice <laughs> <laughs> I was like all of this I was like "Ooh!" I was like I want to go it's, see this it's very um <laughs> it's very relaxing I can tell you that it has yeah. a very welcoming energy to it um speaking of energy I will say that Isha had told me when we were like first starting out something about like she wouldn't have taken me on as a client if she if something about like if she wasn't feeling it too like if the energy was off with either one of us sort of thing you know I didn't feel like you were going to be accountable to your treatment that is what I tell everybody because I okay not all money is good money and if you're not going to be accountable to yourself then by golly I'm not going to be the excuse as to why you wasted your money (laughs) that's just it accountable accountable to yourself like I mean, cause like, I don't know any uh, thing about this, but is it kind of like, you ha- like aftercare, I guess. Aftercare, showing up to your appointments, your self-talk is huge too. Okay. So yeah, I, uh, I kind of have a standard and it's not so much a standard of like, oh, I'm too good for you. It's the standard of, okay, we're a team. I may be the mm-hmm. therapist that is working on you, but at the end of the day, sweetheart, 
I can only do what I can do in this room. The rest is up to you. Oh, yeah. She, like, told me that from get-go, and I was like, ah, shit. Not like it was a bad thing. I just knew, like, okay, all right. Because I was already kind of working on my on my stuff all that. Like, I was already working on it. I was getting into it. But it was more like, oh, she's serious. And I was like, well, ma'am, you, you're making sense because I don't want to waste my money. You clearly don't want to waste your money or your time. Mm-hmm. So... I have to like you know we got to make both this work for the both of us <laughs> but uh Honey, again, there are 492 spas in the state of utah so there's there's plenty of spas out there i don't i'm talking about I you don't and have me. To be just another one right but i'm just saying like for people there's plenty of spas out there that can take your money but there's mm-hmm. very few spaces where you can rediscover yourself and that's what i wanted to be because utah is the epicenter of beauty y'all y'all live here y'all know every time you turn around if you don't if you don't see like a like a mormon church then you see a medical spa so (laughs) i feel like they go hand in hand but there are there's plenty of other places but if you're coming into my place you you're gonna meet me i'm gonna i'm gonna meet you where you're at but i'm not gonna stay there because i don't want you to leave feeling the same as you did coming in mm-hmm. and some of you will never leave i'm an example ever. <laughs> forever oh yeah she's she's in my so she's in my circle now for for life okay so how have women men everyone been affected by society in regards to their self-love like what are your thoughts on that Honestly, I think the biggest thing that has affected it is the immediate visual gratification on, like, self-image and information. Once upon a time, before you, before you lovely, lovely, lovely young women, there wasn't social media. I know, it's crazy. It, 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 but it's true it didn't exist and that's so, a lie was- that's a lie we were born in the 1990s there was, was some form of social media we ain't I, i'm not saying we're not I, that young I, that promise you. I promise you i wasn't born in the 90s honey <laughs> i didn't say you were born in the 90s i just said you aren't that old oh yeah i i i am but I digress because we are not going to go ahead and get into hallelujah. That's not the case. <laughs> but <laughs> what I think, I think a lot of it is just we see everything and we hear everything and we're more aware of everything. And uh, in some cases, unfortunately, that is not healthy. Like the things that we hear, they're not healthy for us. And so it's harder to escape these constant bombardments of the need to validate ourselves through society's standards which aren't always meant to be for just somebody who's just trying to enjoy life it's like I feel like with all of that around us we we can't get away from it so where we may look and see that you know Jane Doe is living her best life on Instagram with her 900 likes we don't know that she's also crying relentlessly because she's in a toxic Mm -hmm. relationship with body dysmorphia images but she's got to keep that she's got to keep that that instant gratification of appreciation 
you got to keep those views and those comments coming. I think that's where we have changed the most is we are a push-button society. Our patience for our goals and our dreams to happen, it's, it's a little bit unrealistic now. And that does take a mental toll because then somebody's second-guessing whether they're good enough or capable enough because Jane Doe, she did it fast. But they, they don't tell you that there's opportunities to purchase those comments and those likes through social media. They don't show you that it took her some time to get there. Like people see my growth and I have them talk to me a lot too about, oh my God, you're so successful. It's like, yeah, but that wasn't an overnight feat. Mm -hmm. That was hard. Also just comparison Uh is a thief of joy and happiness. Exactly. Yo, Evelyn, Um, that was deep. I mean, I, I've seen that quote on Tumblr for over a decade. Oh, so. you see? <laughs> I thought it was an original quote. <laughs> she remembered it, though. She remembered it. <laughs> yeah, see? It's an inspiring quote. That's all that matters. I remembered it. The fact that we live in a society that doesn't have, it has realistic goals, but unrealistic expectations on how to get there and when they're going to get there. I feel like especially, too, in the beauty world, like a lot of beauty standards, you know, people, there's unrealistic beauty standards that people are constantly trying to go after and comparing themselves to, like, something that's photoshopped or edited, you know, like, celebrities that have access to, like, the highest quality skincare, money, like, all hairstylists, all that, you know? And then if the celebrity doesn't fit the the common mold of what it means to be a quote-unquote celebrity, then they fake, they're this, they're that, they're dramatic, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But also, too, your idea of beauty is going to be very different than mine, Evelyn. Same with Steph. We're all going to be very different. We may appreciate each other's perspective on what beauty is because we've grown women with, you know, intelligence, but (laughs) (laughs) it's still going to be different for each of us. Oh, yeah. And I feel like that's what a lot of people forget is that some a lot of people like think there's this one standard of beauty, but um, we because we've been brainwashed that. But really, there's not. There's like so many like beauty really is an eye of the beholder, you know. And beauty isn't always what you see. Sometimes it's what you hear. Dropping words of knowledge. <laughs> well, we do. We always think that that beauty is an image-based thing, but I've had beautiful conversations, and I didn't see those words. Damn. Okay. See. Okay. Now, now that you give me that perspective, that makes I I can see that because I think Evelyn said this on on an episode. I think in our first episode of the season two, Evelyn said something about like beauty is everywhere. Like it's mm-hmm. in. You know, like she, she, it's like in friendships and um, places and all that. Because we were talking about like mental health, we were talking about like you know the how like for example depression in her case like affects that, but she does traveling and all that, and that helps with that. Versus in my case, you know, I deal with anxiety sometimes, and it's not always the best picture. But how do you deal with it? Like, and there's like you know, life is hard, but there's beautiful moments in it. Again, I'm gonna go back to our our interaction in in our sessions when I first came to Isha (laughs) I was not in the best place I was not in the best place mentally I was not in the best place emotionally I was not in the best place physically 
And for sure, I will say society and subculture definitely had defined what beauty were to me at that time in terms of physicality, right? But because of the situation that I was dealing with, it was very hard for me to see the beauty in life, you know? And for those of you who don't know, it's been going to say throughout the whole podcast, season one, season two, but I, I have a missing sibling named Etsley Cortez Trujillo, and they went missing in April 2020. And around that time is when I met Isha. So shortly, a couple, a couple months after that had happened, and I actually didn't even tell Isha that situation, that very private part of me, until I would say in November. Right now, was it November? Or was it in December? I want to say it's in November. It was November, December, because it was in November. We had decided we the COVID. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't that I didn't trust Isha to tell her my story, you know, to tell her what was going on. It was that I was coming to terms with the reality of my situation. And how do I navigate that? And how do I go about that? And so our uh, sculpt dice sessions, our little booty sessions were in a way therapeutic for me because I was going to therapy. I, I will say there's a difference between if you go to the therapist, you know what the sessions are like, you know how it goes, you know how it is. And that's not to say I don't recommend therapy. I still go to my therapist. I have a good relationship with my therapist. But when you can find that with a friend, like know that there's no judgment and there's somebody else who's also in a way like helping you and not judging you, but is willing there to listen. It's, it's, it's such a, I don't know how to explain it. It was just therapeutic for me as well to go see Isha. But I will say in those first initial sessions that I was with Isha, and Isha's probably going to say so too. Guys, don't be scared. But she does pictures <laughs> of when you're first, when you first go in for your sessions and then uh, like picture progress, like progress pictures. And then like where you at, where you're at later at the end of your sessions, you know? So it lives in my mind rent free. I can still see the Stephanie that first went to go see Isha, who was, um, Oh God, why am I emotional on this episode? (laughs) She was really (laughs) struggling with a lot, trying to have all these roles, you know, be a good sister and be a good daughter and be a good friend and be a good student and deal with a global pandemic at the same time. And, um, you know, somebody who hadn't taken care of themselves in a really long time and uh, didn't see themselves the way other people saw them, you know, like really, really bad self-doubt. And I was really, really hard on myself. And um, God, I'm so emotional. But um, Isha did sculpt ice sessions with me. And like, I'm not saying that's what changed everything. But her talking to me, her help- helping me, her helping me see that like in therapy too and everything, you know, like that at the end of this, like I was a really strong person and I was really smart. And that I have a big heart and, you know, all these attributes that I had failed to see in myself for a long time. Just her helping me with that and just being such a, a beautiful friend and such a loving friend and companion, like, honestly, like, helped me love myself again. Because <laughs> the girl today is different than the girl who went into those sculpt eye sessions. Heck yeah, she is. But honestly like my heart goes out to young to that stuff because she was struggling but again like I'm I'm so appreciative for the journey because if not for that journey again I wouldn't have met Isha 
I wouldn't have even started the podcast, to be honest with y'all. I wouldn't have reached out to Evelyn. Like, there's a lot of things that wouldn't have happened if certain things didn't take place. So, shout out to Isha. Shout out to your (laughs) self-love journey. And just, man, take care of yourself. Don't be so hard on yourself. But we're probably going to give you advice towards the end of this episode. I'm already starting, but this this (laughs) is making me emotional. Yes, Steph. I love it, though. That's good. You're just expressing yourself and your feelings. Right. And that's also like like what you were saying, you know, it's not that you didn't trust me or anything, but definitely back then there was a realm of having to feel guarded because of everything you went through and you didn't want to, you were going through school too, and you were getting two bachelors, might I add you. And so there was kind of a decorum that you felt like you had to keep. So the fact that you feel safe enough to be vulnerable to share how you feel or to be emotional I think that's beautiful that in itself is a transition telling y'all full circle moment (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm not even on my period guys my period isn't supposed to come until like next week so this is like pure sober emotions (laughs) this is me in my feels because just just to show you how much I care about Isha, like just to show you how much like I love her. And I'm not going to share the other good news because I don't want people to know where I work and stuff. I don't want people to know other details, but just know like Isha said, we, we was going to be in each other's lives for a long time. And I'm just going to say, I shared with her some really good news yesterday. So <laughs> we closer to, we're still in close proximity. <laughs> like walking distance. And I ain't even mad because I need the cardio anyway. So... <laughs> <laughs> Again, crazy how things happen. All right, guys, I just gave y'all some my sobs fest, my little emotional self. But I feel like it's a good segue into what does self-love mean to you? I'll go first because you're going you're gonna, to like define it, define it. And Evelyn's probably going to like <laughs> mic drop that too, you know? So I'll go first because y'all, y'all always kill it. Well, self-love to me means, I feel like I just kind of said it, <laughs> what I went through honestly it's kind of taking care of yourself you know whether that be mentally physically emotionally and actually I think it's all three if you take care of your mental health first I think you can and then you can take care of your self-care your self-love your your um, everything but self-love means loving yourself even when it's uncomfortable to do so loving yourself even when it's hard we've talked about it throughout the whole season and Evelyn said it so many times like it's something you got to work on every day you never stop working on it and you're going to have your off days and your on days. But at the end of the day, just like, you know, be grateful for you. Be grateful for existing. That's pretty much what it is. Like acceptance of who you are. Acceptance that you exist in all your glory. And willing to work on yourself all day in whatever capacity you can do so. I think that's what self-love means. At least to me. Obviously, they're going to give you guys a little bit more context, a little bit more into it. But. I'm giving you guys the surface level definition of it. Because this is the final episode of season two, this question, it feels full circle because this entire season, the theme has been about like mental health, self-love and all of that. And for me, so I've said a lot of this throughout the seasons, so I'll keep it short, but self-love is just being comfortable with who you are and in your own skin, um, knowing that there is like endless possibilities for you in the way and the direction that your life can go. Like you don't have to rush 
to get wherever it is. Like everyone has their own journey. Everyone has their own feelings, their own thoughts, um, their own reactions, and your feelings are valid. And self-love is just about getting to know who you are as a person and what makes you happy, what makes you feel loved, what makes you feel content, getting to know all of your emotions across the spectrum, whether that's really, really good emotions, like when you're excited, when you're laughing, when you're having fun, to all the way onto the other side, when you're extremely sad and you're frustrated or angry, just getting familiar with all of that and comforting yourself and just figuring out how to navigate your heart and your mind and your soul to be the best version of yourself. And that's what self-love is to me. I feel like there's a whole lot of self-accountability and self-love because it's definitely more than just a cute hashtag or a t-shirt. It's a whole lot of looking at yourself in its entirety it's rawness and deciding that this is what I truly want to myself and being accountable to obtaining it because we can say a whole lot as human beings we are absolutely very good at words and words are powerful and so every day when we decide that yes we want to take that journey of self-love we have to realize that that's not always going to be a comfortable one like, like you said it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be pulling weeds in the garden of your life because everybody deserves to blossom and bloom in what it means to be loved. But I also learned too, with self-love, you then attract a whole lot of how the world around you reacts to you. Like you ever read or see how, you know, you're never going to find true love until you start loving yourself for my single people. And it's true. You do teach people how to not only communicate with you, but how to love you by loving yourself in the way you talk to yourself. And not all of our personal habits or traits are, are good. They're just not, you know, and it's called growing pains for a reason. So when it comes to really taking on the, uh, yes, I am going to love myself and have that self-love journey, it's going to truly be okay in your moments of not being okay, in your moments of not being at your best. It's also going to have to take time and commitment to truly staying in love and loving yourself. I always like to say that the most amazing masterpieces and the most grandiose works of art are through time and absolutely messy locations. Like if you ever have anybody who's a textile artist, friend, a painter, a sculptor, a party, whatever, a crafter, a seamstress, their location is absolutely a mess. Like, it's a hot mess. But when they're done creating what they set their mind to do, it's beautiful. What self-love means to me, it's literally waking up every day and making the decision and the commitment that that love of self is worth it. 
and deserves the honesty, the integrity, the love, the romance, the passion, the cake pot that you're willing to give to somebody that you're in love with. Love it. I love all that. Well, that wraps up the episode. Thank you so much to Isha for joining us. I'm going to give her a chance to shout out her social media accounts if you want to follow her. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, thank you so much for having me. interested in all the crazy and wild treatments that Stephanie was talking about. You can find us on social media, specifically Instagram, because I hate Facebook, but at Isha, I-S-H-A dot aesthetics. And yeah. And if you have any questions or if you are a budding esthetician or business owner, um, feel free to ask me. Once again, thank you so much, Big Sis, for being the final guest of the season. It was a pleasure and an honor having you on. Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. And don't forget to follow us on our social media pages to be up to date on what we have going on in the Self-Conscious Podcast, such as who our guests will be on upcoming episodes, podcast collabs, small business highlights, announcements, and so much more. Our Instagram page is Self-Conscious Podcast, and our Twitter account is at Conscious Podcast. Thank you to everybody who tuned in to the final episode of Season 2. Like always, I hope you resonated with the episode, learned something from it. And if you like the episode, go ahead and subscribe to the Self-Conscious Podcast. We are available on all your favorite podcasting apps. And make sure that when you leave us a rating, also leave us a review. It helps us spread the word. And while you're at it, go ahead and share the episode with a friend or family member. The more listeners, the better. Because this is the final episode of season two, we will be taking a month-long break. And we will see you back in the fall season. Don't worry. Evelyn's coming back for a couple episodes of season three. Maybe we'll have her for season four. I don't know. You know, who's, who's to know? But that's it for now. I will see you all next time for season three. Until then, have a good one, Conchitas. And I just want to say thank you so much to Stephanie for having me as a co-host for season two. This has been awesome and amazing. And I've been so honored to be a part of the Self-Conscious Podcast. Like Stephanie said, I'll be popping my head in on some episodes in season three. And we don't know what the future holds. So for now, I'll just say have a good one, Conchitas. And remember to not be so self-conscious.